Welcome to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. This, Dr. Millicent Ravello, how are you? Uh, I'm doing well. How are you? I was going to say that this is our one-year anniversary episode. I know. It is a very special day for us. One year. I know. We've been doing this podcast for a whole year. I don't feel like it's been that long at all, but I guess that's a good thing, right? It's great. It is also... Not only is it our one-year anniversary of the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast, it is also September 30th when we are recording this, National Podcast Day. Oh my gosh, the whole constellation of great things <laughs> all coming together for this one day. I don't know what <laughs> podcast day means, but we have a podcast, and so, so we it should is celebrate. Our, it's our day. We should have had cake. That, that, um, that, that would have made, made it something. Better. Dang it. All right. Um, I'm going to... You know, there's a sprinkles like oh yeah, uh, there's an ATM, ATM down, the, <laughs> down the street here, so we could do that. For those of you who don't live in the LA area, sprinkles is like cupcake crack, oh, and it's ridiculous, it's ridiculous. Yeah, not not uh, unless you want to put down five thousand calories, try to stay away. <laughs> so I want to talk about your recently published article. Well, it's not your article, but an article in where you talked about right plastic surgery during the COVID-19 pandemic. It was a really cool thing. Right. So this was a Financial Times article that came out recently. Not a a small publication. A few people have heard of Financial Times. Yes. And they they reached out because they wanted to get some background information on what was happening with plastic surgery in the time of COVID. And this has been a discussion that's been sort of battered around in several publications starting probably around June or July of this past year, when we noticed this huge uptick in plastic surgery cases, more than there were obviously during the major shutdowns of COVID, but even more than we had at this time last year pre-COVID. And so it begs the question, why? Well, and I mean, I have my theories, but I think, you know, there's, there's really a whole host of things that are causing it. What did you tell Financial Times? So there are multiple reasons. And I think what it comes down to is that people who have kept their jobs that are still in good financial circumstances are not spending their money on things they might otherwise have spent their money on. Mainly in the summer, what I was seeing were people who had canceled big trips. They weren't going to Europe. They weren't taking family vacations because they literally couldn't. So not only did they have extra expendable income, they also had the time. So that's the other thing is now people have Time. Time's a big thing. I mean, just think about when you're trying to get anything done, you need to really plan. You need to plan. And people that are now working at home or have seen maybe a decrease in their workload, um, especially in the earlier days of the pandemic, had time to do their research, to really you know go onto people's websites and decide what they wanted to do, look at things. So they had the time to plan. But even more importantly, they now have time to recover. So people are working from home. They don't have to go into the office. So they can take maybe a week or a few days off and then just work from home like they've been doing. Yeah. I mean, those are all great starting points for a boom in plastic surgery, but it gets deeper. I mean, obviously, I think one of the biggest issues is there's no place to spend your money. (laughs) What are you going to do with it? Where are you going to go? Like you can't go anywhere. (laughs) So if you are making money, if you're one of the lucky people that have kept your job and you are still working, you can't take a vacation. Nope. You can't. Where are you going to fly to? 
Nope, you can't go anywhere. You can't fly. You don't want to risk gonna, getting on an airplane. Yeah, I mean, like, wh- yeah. what are you doing with your money? So not, savings is yeah. Going I mean, up. just even speaking to my girlfriends, you know, they're not shopping for clothes like they used to because there's nowhere to go. Where you going to wear them? Um, even just smaller upkeep things, maintenance things like maybe your fillers that you put in your lips. Who cares? You wear a mask all the time, or your weekly manicures. Not doing them anymore because I've the stopped doing mine. Salons are closed. So I mean, I this is it. maybe more. <laughs> I just I was going to go with that. I was like, yeah, okay. You do your nails every I should week. Do, I should do manicures. It'd be awesome, but I just don't. But I mean, especially here in LA, here in California, we're still in a bit of a shutdown for a lot of things. Bars, nail salons, massages. So yeah, there's nowhere to go and not a whole lot of things to spend your money on. And last but not least, you wear a mask. You wear a mask. So for rhinoplasty and facelifts. It's great. <laughs> this is the time to do it. I am doing more rhinoplasties with more yes. facelifts than anything else right now. Like way more. Because there's no there's yeah, you're, there's nothing to do, nowhere to go, time to recover, and you're behind a mask. And the other thing that we talked on briefly in this article is this phenomenon of Zoom fatigue or constantly looking at yourself on a screen through these Zoom meetings. And first of all, that depending on how you've set up your computer and you know your webcam or whatever that angle is never a good one you're too close to the screen it's fish-eyed you're looking at yourself either from up or from down and so even if there might not be anything really major with your appearance or your neck or your nose you're seeing it in a totally bad perspective and you're seeing it constantly well, don't blow it because right now people are having surgery because of the Dr. Ravella. So <laughs> it's just like the selfie cam. Like everybody comes in with their selfies that they were taken with the crappy front of the phone camera. And they're like, look at how terrible I look. Oh, yeah, you got to do something. Yeah. I mean, come on. You don't you don't have to do anything about it. But it does call attention to the, the things that are right. bothering you. Yeah. I have done two facelifts for Zoom related yeah. injury to the self-esteem because i mean it's just there these folks are looking yeah. at themselves are just like i didn't realize oh i look like my grandmother right where did this neck come from yeah i didn't realize i'm looking like my mom i didn't realize like what is going on with my face right and i was like well yeah if you sit there and look at yourself long enough you're gonna find lots of faults. you'll so. find something so that those are all the reasons i think that we're seeing this sort of surge in plastic surgery and i know that it's happening i'm sure nationwide you're definitely seeing it I'm seeing it. We're operating crazy hours. It's it's real. It's very much real. Um, and the other thing I think that we should talk about because it's definitely a corollary is you know the safety of surgery with COVID because that's certainly a question that comes up and how totally. we address it. So what do you do in your practice or what do you tell your patients? Well, I mean, for us, I mean that that was. Uh it was where we started with this big webinar that I uh, had to chair for the rhinoplasty society back in, I think that was in April or something, but you know, the reality of it was the only thing we were going to do is history, physical exam and test. And that's all we can do. And if you've had exposure, if you've had symptoms, if somebody in the house had COVID, obviously we're doing tests and we're making sure and we're quarantining, et cetera. But we realized that people are still going to want surgery and they're going to mm-hmm. need to get surgery. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's the appendicitis isn't going to wait till right. after mm-hmm. the, the pandemic. So people are going to have to have operations. You know, back pain's not going to like take a break sure. for the next, you know, 19 months while this thing goes away. But 
the way that we do it is we just we do full history, full physical exam, symptoms, questionnaire, and then we do a, an RT-PCR nasal swab, a, a test for the virus itself, for the viral mRNA, you know, the actual presence of the virus through the nasopharyngeal swab. And that has kept us out of trouble. Right. And so what I tell my patients is that the concern of COVID and surgery is really that you have COVID, you don't know it, you go to surgery, and you could, number one, potentially infect everyone in the OR. But more importantly, number two, you have COVID, you don't know it, you go to surgery, and your outcomes from COVID are potentially worse because you've had surgery. So your immune system's been compromised, you've had a breathing tube put down your throat. So the two things that I have my patients do is the test, like you talked about, and then most importantly is that that they quarantine or self-isolate after their test so that they do not convert from a negative test to a positive COVID the day of surgery unknowingly. The only way you can get COVID is from humans, so just don't go out. No grocery trips, no walks. Anyone in your house needs to be similarly paranoid. And with that, you know, I haven't had any problems. I have had patients test positive preoperatively and their cases are canceled. You know, I tell patients three months. Three months after a uh, positive COVID test is when we will do your surgery. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. It, it can be done safely in the pandemic. You have to, you know, you have to pay attention. You have to be smart. And the reality is, is that you don't want to make anybody worse with surgery. Right. And, and certainly that had been the case. I know in Italy, the early experience with rhinoplasty and COVID-19 was awful. They were having, you know, people going to surgery who were sick. You know, trying to get their operations in. Well, it just was no, like bad was idea. Silly. I mean, come on, no. Um, so we we have not had any problems with it. We have had patients test positive right. and had to cancel their surgery or push them push them off. But you know, the the reality is, is if you're paying attention and you're being smart, then you're not going to have trouble. And we can safely do right elective cosmetic surgery. We can do reconstructive surgery. We can do whatever you need to get done as long as everybody is on the same page and paying attention right you just got to be smart that's a lot to ask sometimes <laughs> i'm not sure you saw the presidential debate last night but uh oh, oh let's not go there <laughs> wow that's all i'm saying so the article was in the financial times mm-hmm. and you were quoted uh fair amount which was great and i think uh how did they find you what was their what was their line to you did they just called you know, like beverly hills awesome plastic surgeon and they, they said we need we need dr millicent ravello no, she's, they she's went, it. oh obviously yes no uh, they went to my pr oh, people good. and they found they reached out mm-hmm. yeah i mean you know that's why we have these folks because yeah. you know they gotta they gotta connect with all these you know publications and they're always looking for stuff from us and you know we we don't do them all but when you get a good one like that that's a big deal so. yeah and i was happy to contribute because it's definitely something that we talk about amongst ourselves as a plastic surgery community so we've all sort of voiced our opinions so it was nice to be able to put that out there yeah well it's great and i think uh it is it is awesome that people are are trying to better themselves during the pandemic we're we're all about that um in fact i just saw one of my facelift patients back today who said uh 
She was like, so now that I look like I'm 35 years, she's 50 or so, and says, now that I look like I'm 35 years old again, like, I need to do some other stuff. <laughs> so I, so, I some other the, things need to be These things need to get taken care of, because, <laughs> like, now the face isn't working with the body. So, you know, it was kind of cool. And she's like, yeah, why not? Do the full overhaul. I'm, you know, what am I doing? And she's still working. So, of course, you know, she has the funds to do it. Right. And again, for the folks that aren't working, you know, we we hope that they can find their way back soon. But uh, it is, it's challenging for a lot of people right now and it's and it's kind of business as usual not as usual but business for those who are I mean, yeah. business is anything but usual in all all, in aspects. all aspects of yeah. all businesses right now it is a very unique time so well that's awesome and congratulations to us for having one year of podcasts yes. on <laughs> um you know now that we're on spotify and apple podcasts and we're all over the place. I, I mean, hopefully we're going to start to get some even even more clout with this little podcast of ours. Yeah, it's going well. And, you know, we never really have, we haven't stopped coming up with new ideas. Every week I'm like, I don't know what we're going to do this week. I feel like we've talked about everything. And then once we kind of put our heads together, we're like, oh, yeah, let's talk yeah, about that. that. Let's talk about that. So the topics out there are sort of never ending. We can keep going. <laughs> whether, whether you like it or not, we can keep going. That's right. <laughs> These are going to keep coming. Sorry. <laughs> But uh, no, I think there's going to be, I, I think one of the things that I want to do, and I, and I was going to float this by you, but um, I think possibly as some of our podcasts, we might start doing case studies hmm. and taking a patient through like, okay, just like basic stuff. Because, you know, I don't think people have a basic, I you know, have the idea of how to do like a basic breast augmentation, like what the consultation's like, like, and let's follow like a patient, you know. Uh, a real one or otherwise. I mean, we have plenty yeah. of real ones that we can, you know, do anonymously. Right. Put but, their pre-op but just pictures like, up. Yeah, just like kind of yeah. walk through the 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 piece of it and, and sort of story tell our way through some of the cases. And I, yeah, I mean, listeners, you can certainly chime in. Send us a DM on uh, our Instagram page at Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Pod. And also, we did get an idea. Of we're going to do a uh, podcast that one of our uh, listeners sent in through the Instagram. So we're we're up to hear what you guys want. Um, I think probably we we need to talk a little bit more specifically about fillers and Botox and things that are that are sort of the more uh, maintenance aesthetic sure. procedures because we're all we're, we're surgeons we're sure. we love operating <laughs> yeah. like give us a knife yeah. and we're happy but you know there's a lot of stuff that we need to go On over the non-invasive. just the basic hydrofacials we just got to get Orla back in here yeah, get her. <laughs> she's a hard she's a hard one to well pin Roddy down. wants to come in too oh, yeah, yeah. and uh, and Glynis I mean they then our estheticians Lauren Mogg, all yeah. of our all of our estheticians are like ah you gotta put me on you gotta put me on I got all these products I want to talk about and they do they've got yeah the other ones cool that know stuff. yeah yeah, I mean, so call the estheticians if you have questions about <laughs> products because we're, we're good with surgery. Yeah. We can totally help with that. You want to know about like a nose job or you know how to do a preservation rhinoplasty, which I'll be talking about this weekend on the ASPS slash Rhinoplasty Society course, oh, okay. which is on Saturday. I'll be on a panel about preservation rhinoplasty in my N of two. Uh, I'm not sure how much help I'll, I'll be on that, but I'll, I'll, just, I'll do my best. So, our one-year anniversary episode, thank you very much, Dr. Ravello. It's great doing this with you. I appreciate it. Congratulations. To both of us. (laughs) And this is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast coming to you from the 90210. The Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast is brought to you by Rock Spa. This is MediSpa, located both in Beverly Hills and Newport Beach, providing services such as Botox, fillers, lasers, 
and all therapy, as well as hydrofacials and all the aesthetic products you could possibly need. It's run by the medical director, me, Dr. Jay Calvert. Rock Spa Beverly Hills is located at 120 South Spalding Drive in Suite 340, Beverly Hills, 90212. The phone number there is 310-777-0496. And Rock Spa Newport Beach is located at 1617 West Cliff Drive, Newport Beach, California, 92660. The phone number there is 949-640-1111. You can go to their respective websites, rockspanewportbeach.com or rockspabeverlyhills.com. Rockspa was created to help my patients maintain their aesthetic beauty in between whatever operations they have throughout their lives. It's something that allows patients to come in, get their facials, skin treatments, take care of all the Botox fillers and lasers that they need to keep up their beauty and if they've invested in any of the aesthetic operations I perform it's the way to maintain those operations if you mention this podcast you will get the members pricing for your hydrofacial the Beverly Hills plastic surgery podcast is the way that Dr. Ravello and I talk about the issues that are important to us in plastic surgery but there's nothing better than getting to take care of our patients and do plastic surgery Our practices are located in Beverly Hills, and I also have a satellite office in Newport Beach. You can learn about my practice at drcalvert.com, and you can reach my office by calling 310-777-8800, and that will get you an appointment either in Beverly Hills or at the Newport Beach office. My practice is located in Beverly Hills. Our office phone number is 310-954-1355. You can also contact us directly through the website, which is rovelloplasticsurgery.com. We look forward to seeing you in the office for some aesthetic tune-ups.